You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Many, many years ago, my first stepdad would do some very interesting things or say some very interesting things, and you will see why he is now the ex-stepdad, among some other things. There was a time where somebody's car was broken, and he decided he was going to help this poor person out. He goes up to the car. He's looking under the hood. He tinkers around a little bit, and the guy is sitting there hopeful that somehow this random stranger is going to fix his car. After a few minutes of my stepdad just tinkering around, tinkering around in the hood, he just looks at the man and says, Sorry, I don't know nothing. And to this day, we still in the family look at each other and go, Sorry, I don't know nothing. The other time, and strangely, this all these stories involve cars, my mom and my stepdad went into the store, had just parked, and they did their shopping. Then when they came out, all of a sudden they look for the car, and it's nowhere to be found. And my stepdad looks at my mom and says, where'd you go? All these stories just talk about how in today's political climate, I really think that a lot of people should just come out and say, including politicians, sorry, I don't know nothing. Libertarian, the only place for liberty-loving muff divers and muff diving enthusiasts. Join us this week as we tear apart the political binary and take a look at issues through the lens of non-aggression and reason. I'm your host, Kim Shani. Throw on your flannel, rent your U-Haul, and let's get this thing started. How do you know something? How do you fully, completely understand something. That's the topic we're going to get into today on Lesbertarian episode six, because I think it's important. It's important for me to remember. It's important for everybody to remember, especially in a time where we hear things and we hear bits and bites, sound bites of things and think we know the entire truth. One of the things that the government uses to make sure that we're ignorant are those sound bites and emotional pleas and the most infuriating are news outlets. News outlets do not at all have to put out real corrections about any mistakes they make. Of course, if you're going to be a good journalist, wouldn't you want to make sure that you're putting out the truth? I can see why it's not as easy nowadays with podcasts such as this one, Lesbertarian, and other shows such as the ones on Make Liberty Great Again Network. Techno Agorist, Voluntary Vixens, Morning Drive with Dave, MLGA Podcast itself. Thank you for your servers. We're putting out a bunch of information for you. We're researching and we're trying to find the truth. We're digging for the truth. And for the most part, we're doing it for free. People can download these podcasts and discern from for themselves if the information we're presenting to to you is the truth or not, or at least give you something to think about. News outlets could technically do the same thing, but they're also trying to make a living. And if all these podcasts are out here talking about the truth and presenting more sides of the story, and hopefully, as this network tries to do, giving you the full story, maybe a side that you haven't even heard. So, of course, news medias have 
some trouble keeping up with podcasts because we can literally do this in our living rooms or wherever we're recording. And these journalists are trying to run out and get stories. So what do they do? Just like the news was back in the day, the, if it, you know, the saying, if it bleeds, it leads. Of course, they're going to start looking for the sensational stories and the things that are going to get people to be emotional. But the one thing most of these people do not check after they get emotional is if what they read was the truth and if there are any updates to it. And a couple stories that we're going to talk about in the news section deal with that. But I just wanted to make it very clear before we get to those stories that all of us as regular people listening to news, reading news, reading Facebook, reading Twitter, have a responsibility that the news media doesn't seem to have. They don't have to report the complete truth or even correct any mistakes that they make. It's better journalism that way, but they don't have to. The responsibility is on us as people to make sure what we're being told is the truth, especially if we're about to go spewing anger or getting excited or whatever about something that we heard. Nothing's worse than trying to say something and then somebody comes in and just floors you and gives you the truth and just knocks you right off your feet. Or what I've seen is when somebody brings the actual true story, a lot of people will just sit in denial because their favorite Twitter personality or Facebook person decided to give part of the story and they just believe them. And we all have people that we trust. But even in the case where somebody seems like they're about 99% truthful in everything that they say and report, we should always be looking to make sure what we're hearing is the truth. Because that is how our society is destabilized. People are not seeking truth anymore. They want their politicians, they want their radio shows, their TV, their news to tell them everything they need to know, and they don't have to use their brains. And I know I'm probably preaching to the choir at this moment, but even if you're a person who is careful with the things you read and listen to, I'd advise we continue to dig a little deeper. It's not always easy to do, and I try to keep my podcast a little short so I don't always have all the time to go into depth on every article I talk about. I try to get the gist of it and give you what my thoughts are on it. And of course, encourage you to let me know what your thoughts are. But the thing that I try to do offline is to dig much deeper to have a better understanding so that when I speak about something, I'm not caught off guard. And that's not always possible. There are times where certain details are kept from us. But the thing is, we need to make sure that we do not let the media and news outlets dictate the things that we think we understand and know. For the most part, I've been seeing a lot of these articles, they're all slanted in one direction. And it seems as if you have to read something from people of the conservative side and people from the liberal side and then try to decide if it's possibly the truth is somewhere in between. But really the truth is where you're seeking it where you're going to the root of the problem. And yeah, maybe the article might be correct, but digging deeper is much harder for society to do. We won't even dig in a links for, that are referred to in other articles because we just want people to tell us what the story is and we just want to say, okay, that's all I need to know. Lacking knowledge is going to be lacking power 
and you always want to hold the power with any opinions or anything that you conversations that you want to have that may influence or possibly even educate people you always want to have the power of knowledge if you're going off half-baked and just using emotion or just a few details it's going to make you look like a fool in the end and if you really think about it a lot of politicians look like fools at this point because they just espouse all sorts of things and seem to have half knowledge about it but we believe them or actually we don't because this audience for the most part is opening their eyes or their eyes have been open and if you know anybody whose eyes aren't open well be a good friend a good pal and try to open their eyes we produce a lot of podcasts on this network that i said earlier and i did that on purpose so that you can check them out and we have people who approach things differently in a way that might appeal to somebody you know or maybe you if you're looking to open your eyes but the main way to open your own eyes is not just listening to any of us on this network it's seeking the truth for yourself now it's time for gay news and we're going to start with something interesting you guys remember roseanne barr right well let's uh hear about what she's had to say recently as of november 9th I know that Obama's spy name was Renegade. You all know that right on the emails, Renegade. But I think President Trump is a real renegade. Uh, He's a renegade against a system of complete debt slavery, child slavery, human slavery, woman slavery, working class slavery, all enslaved to... um, a very small group of people at the top of the um, Swissy Pyramid um, of Pharaoh. And we're seeing it fall, Babylon, and it's just fantastic. And we're not just going to watch it fall. Many of us have already done that, but we're going to create the new thing that replaces it. We're digital soldiers. I guess I'll title this the perverse reverse. Um, It doesn't just happen once. It happens when, you know, the powers that be, the owners of us, our owners, um, our masters, our royals, when they um, need to move a bunch of us somewhere, they take certain steps to do that. And they always do it through an hourglass flip in the mind control program. Well, all right. We've known for a while that Roseanne Barr hasn't exactly been, well, to put it mildly. This whole Obama spy name was renegade. Number one, I feel like that sounds way too cool for him, so can we not? And my favorite part was the Swissy Pyramid of Pharaoh. I don't know exactly what that is. It's sad to see because we're going to go down memory lane, and I get this from Vulture.com. Roseanne was one of those shows that had a lot of, of gay and lesbian references and characters in it before its time. One of the things that the article talks about that I found interesting was, quote, after ABC threatened to pull the episode, according to Tom Arnold, network executive told him a woman cannot kiss a woman. It is bad for the kids to see. Roseanne told them that if the Don't Ask episode didn't air, she'd move her 
hit show to another network. The episode aired March 1st, 1994. Then one of the things that I really remember about the show, and a line that I use a lot, and I quote from the article, in this exchange between Roseanne and Leon after he freaked after he begins freaking out about getting married, solves everything, Leon says, what if I'm not even gay? Roseanne says, you couldn't be any gayer if your name was Gay Gayerson. I find that crap real funny. I say it all the time. Gayer than Gay Gayerson. It's funny to me. Whether it's cringeworthy or not, and if you didn't like that show, that's okay. It was some of my introduction at that time to people that were similar to me. Gay people. It was in TV at that time, in the 1990s. So, with that being said, now we're going to switch over to modern day TV from LGBTQNation.com. Disney's new high school musical series will feature a flamboyantly gay character. The gay Latinx character will play a gay Latinx character. A big step forward for Disney's gay representation. Number one, this whole Latinx thing is just dumb to me. I always just wonder, I know we're trying to be gender inclusive. The issue is, though... The, there is a B in LGBT, and this is not to disparage any of my bisexual sisters and brothers. B, aka bi, implies that there are two. I'm just going to go ahead and say that now. I only believe biologic- biologically that there are two. Two sexes, male and female. Now that I said that, I bet you there's already, I'm pretty sure long before I said that, there's probably a movement to shove all of the bisexual people up because they kind of represent that whole truth too. Two. Two sexes, male and female. And just because we're putting X's in places doesn't make that change. If you are transitioning, you're usually transitioning to male or female. I have to live as a male or female. And I know that, like I said, there are people who don't want to be identified when it comes to their gender. Biologically, there are two. There you go. Anyway, back to this article. 13 years after its installment, quote, the Disney franchise High School Musical is finally getting an out gay character. Carlos, played by gay Latinx actor Frankie A. Rodriguez, no longer will gay fans of the sequel in the third film have to scrounge for homoerotic subtext amid the franchise's musical numbers. And I know what you're probably thinking. It was what I first started thinking. Was, what about Glee? Well, apparently, the High School Musical started about three years before that. I can't tell you how gay that show was. I know they had a gay couple, but goodness, man, that entire show was just super, super gay to me, so much so that I tried to fit show and gay together. Super gay show. I mean, cool. Thanks for representing us in a show. I just want us to get to the point where this is just a normal occurrence that we don't have to celebrate. And actually, I think we're at a point where we can start doing that. It's not like people are shocked when they see gays now. From a previous episode, you know I don't agree with, there are people that are transitioning their kids when they're in school. It's not like kids aren't seeing people from the LGBT community. For one, I don't think it's up to the school to be educating people on sexuality. That's up to the parents. Parents, step up. You need to really be talking to your kids. I don't care whether you agree with being gay or trans or not. You need to speak to your children about what the truth is that we do exist, all of us in the LGBT community, and it's up to you to discuss these things with your kids so that they know. One of the complaints we're always talking about in schools is that they are trying to educate our kids young about all these issues when they are, may not be prepared for that. And also, I don't, do not trust the public school system to be teaching kids these things. 
when I was growing up, the person who talked to me about sex and about being a young woman was my mom, as it should be. I'm getting tired of people trying to outsource their parenting to schools. Yes, we're all busy, but it is your child that came out of your body and came from your loins, so why don't you make sure that your kid understands life? That's your job. Kids are supposed to be going to school to learn history, math, English, those sorts of things to get them through life that way. You, being the parent, the person who's nurturing these children to guide them, needs to be the one talking to them about sex. After all, you're the one who had sex to have them, or you adopted them or something. You know where babies come from. You know about what it's like to be an adult. And you should be able to lead them in this world because you have more knowledge than they do. You've come up against these issues, so it's your job. Stop making it the school's job. Goodness. And TV's job, I can say TV probably has a little bit more leeway because we've learned a lot from films. At the same time, I would really like for these shows to, number one, stop acting like there's never been a gay person. And we've all sat through shows like The L Word, Will and Grace, which came back. I'm not even bothering to watch that. Stop acting like there are no gay people. And I know we're excited. This is Disney's high school. It's a different thing. Well, the thing is, if you want to make it seem like it's normal these days, can you just let it be normal and let a gay high school student exist and not have to get so into it? They always got to make this divisive and they have to go back to the old school thing where it's so taboo now to come out. In high Goodness, I came out in high school. A lot of people come out in high school. A lot of people came out in junior high. Stop acting like everybody on the planet is going to have a fit if a kid comes out to be gay. It's common. All right. Moving on to the next story, before I continue going on in a rant, we're going to talk about a politician, Pete Buttigieg. LA Times says, reporter issues correction on Pete Buttigieg's Obama misquote that went viral. If you haven't heard what this quote is, this is a baffling story, and uh, you'll find out why. So Evan Halper, LA, LA Times reporter, had interviewed Pete Buttigieg. There was a written statement where the last paragraph says, quote, the failures of the Obama era help explain how we got Trump. And boy, did the world, especially Twitter, go insane and get angry about that. There was uh, somebody who tweeted, there isn't back enough for this to be walked. And there were just people freaking out all over the place, just saying, oh, as a gay person and somebody in the LGBT community, I'm so upset. I was so excited that we had a gay man who was possibly going to represent us as president. And now I just can't because he dissed on Obama. Guys, you need to get over yourselves at Trumpers and people who like Obama and uh, I will dare say people who follow Ron Paul or Larry Sharp or anybody here. You need to be able to realize that the person you're idolizing and maybe you don't idolize them. Good. I'm glad because then you might not even have this problem that they can make mistakes, they can say certain things, and they're not perfect. And if you find out that they say something or somebody says something about them and it totally affects you to the point where you can't, you can't even take off these rose-tinted glasses, something's wrong with you. You need to be able to... Can you actually talk about... If you're, unless you're a narcissist, can you talk about yourself and not mention your faults? A lot of us think we're just filled with faults. You just look in the mirror and you feel like a gigantic fault. We all have faults. You're a human. What do, you, what do you think these people are? S superhuman? That's how some people treat them. Evan Halper actually comes out and says that, no, no, I was 
trying to interview Pete Buttigieg and it was a rally and everything was really hard to hear. So what really happened, (laughs) and this is the best part, quote, for a lot of people, normal has been a real problem for a very long time. And I think failures of the old normal help explain how we got Trump. That's what Pete Buttigieg says, according to Evan Halper. Continuing, I am running on a building a building a future that is going to have a lot of differences. One thing I learned in 2016 is to be very skeptical of any message that relies on the word again. Okay, so let's try that again. What was said, supposedly said, was the failures of the Obama era help explain how we got Trump. But then the correction is, for a lot of people, normal has been a real problem for a very long time, and I think the failures of the old normal help explain how we got Trump. How in the heck do you get those two together? Another quote here, while Halper corrected the record, questions about the veracity of this correction remain. I I would say so. But then Pete Buttigieg comes out and says, I appreciate this reporter's swift and honest correction of a misquote on my views of the Obama presidency. From healthcare to DADT repeal to the rescue of the auto industry, my appreciation of the great leadership of Barack Obama comes from a very personal place. Okay, well, that was... Good clarification. He jumped on that and he was classy about it. The issue is, to me, it's not even just the misquote, even though that looked a little shady and weird how that misquote even happened. They don't sound anything the same other than the words Trump. This all stemmed from a supposed alleged criticism of Obama's administration. And There we go again. You can't seem to criticize Obama because he's just so pristine. And this just happens every, every cycle of presidency. You still have people that just worship the crap out of Reagan. And I don't see why people just keep doing these things. And they just put people on a pedestal. And then when the next president comes in, they just talk about how all the, well, my favorite president, my president wouldn't do this. And then just magically have forgotten that a long line of presidents have just continued going into other countries and blowing them up, including women and children in the process. They just forget about that. They just want to talk about how their president was so great and this one is so terrible. Well, to me, they're all pretty terrible because they are continuing to strip us of our natural God-given rights. And we're just going to sit here and talk about which one's worse. No, all of them have the same goal to stay in power to control our lives, control what we do and what we think, and give us just enough supposed freedom to make us feel like we're good, happy U.S. citizens, but all of them are about taking away your freedom and your liberty and imposing their will in their way and focusing on themselves. So I don't care what anybody says about any administration, they're all pretty terrible. And if you can't take criticism of somebody you think is a great leader... You need to look at yourself and wonder, am I honestly looking at the person that I look up to? Am I looking at them and seeing all of their faults and all the good things about them? And that's what makes them human. And if somebody criticizes them and that criticism is valid, well, you need to be able to recognize that and say and admit that out loud. And if it's not a valid criticism, well, you need to be able to back it up on why you think it is and be factual about it. Come on, guys. We don't need to worship other people. We all know we have faults. And thank you for listening to another episode of Lesbertarian. I'll catch you next time, folks. So if you want to reach me before then, you can reach me on Twitter at Lesbertarian, Facebook, just search out Lesbertarian, Instagram, Lesbertarian. 
and Gmail it at lesbertarian at gmail.com. All right, until next time. 